You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast, which is heads up, where we have a look at uh, all the comings and goings uh, from in and out of Wales. We start with a bit of Lions news, though. I, you know, we've been very restrained here, Dan, haven't we? Like in not talking about the Lions too much. I think we've done very well. I had um, I had a chat with Murph earlier on, which unfortunately my piece of recording equipment didn't p- pick up. So there's there's no contribution from Mighty Murph this week. Was he itching um, to take it on to the Lions chat? Was he? Well, he was, and I said, yeah, it's, it's time to indulge a little bit in the Lions. And he um, he said he'd watching some of the uh, Aviva Premiership coverage over the over the weekend. So basically, if anyone made a break. They were uh, they were viewed within a lion's contention thing. Like you know, anyone makes anyone anyone half breaks a tackle, and it's uh, it still looks looks as though they are. Oh, could they could they be that could be an outside shot for the lions? Well, it's so been I, a, it's, on the line. There's been a lot of chat about uh, the number eights, isn't there? Going uh, going head to head. Yeah, Billy and uh, Billy and Toby. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's not um, it's not clear cut that back row at all, is it? Like. I don't know. I think if you just start looking at Stander as an eight as well, it becomes yeah. a real which you've got to because I don't think he's going to take easily. But well, obviously Saracens did a complete job on Bath, and they but uh, mm. and a number of a number of people saying Billy Billy all the way. But for me, he still doesn't do anything when he's going backwards, does he? So I, I really like Billy. I think he's a really good player. But um, I do. But Toby at his best is a better player. But yeah. Toby's been injured half the season. He'll come he'll come into form. A lot of the, do you think? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the players that have, that tend to have a bit of a rest. Or an injury, or whatever, tend tend to sort of shine just before uh, just before the Lions, or play really well over there. So that's what I'm uh, hoping, anyway. Well, I think you know what a prospect if Billy Filippola didn't start coming off the bench on fifty. Mm. I mean, yeah, the one thing when Wales ran them close last year, we just didn't have anything else in the locker, did we, for the last twenty minutes? But it can you imagine, you know, the Welsh back row plus Billy plus maybe Stander. Yeah. Plus, actually, versus last year, you know, Moriarty's in the mix now as well. I mean, that for me is not a weak point in our team. It just gets better and better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I mean. the uh, the linchpin has 
part of that has been Warburton's renaissance over the last couple of months. Um, we've kind of said a number of times how, how good he's been. And we also mentioned the possibility of him leading the Lions. I advise people to put a bit of money on it a few weeks back. They now suspended betting on, on Sam Warburton how, coming how much, you, how much did you put on? I only put a tenner on it. What, were that? What's, what was that? So it? it was 20 to 1. So, I mean, it's 200, 200 odds, notes. Odds are fantastic, aren't I they? I know, I just wish I'd waded in harder. Yeah. Um, I bet, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, no, I mean that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna pay out, isn't it? There's surely there's no way, unless, unless of course there's an injury. Yeah. Which could of still course, happen. Yeah. Is it worth putting a bet on someone else now? Then just in the, in the likelihood that he does pick up an injury. Yeah, it could do, or you or know. even lay in the bet. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah, it sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds great. I'll get I'll get Murph to uh, to give you a bit of an intro into it. Um, but yeah, Dav, uh, Dan was saying you're no stranger to the. Uh, to the making money on rugby market yourself? Well, you know, I, uh, I don't have any luck on the horses, but mm. uh, 2008 uh, was a remarkable year for Wales, but an even better one for <laughs> me. Uh, went down to Twickenham with a, our good friend, uh, Tim the Body Pierce, uh, and, on, and on 26 minutes we erupted in the East Stand, uh, not because Mike Phillips had just charged down Bolshaw, but because Leslie Vinicolo uh, went over <laughs> the whitewash and... and Gained his first England cap. I put a bet on when he was just leaving rugby league, fifty to one, twenty quid, that he'd um, play for England. He signed for Gloucester, I think, within days, and the rest is history. That is brilliant. Well, it looks like that could be, you know, a similar thing might be repeating itself um, this week. I tell you what, that's got to be worth looking at. Any time that there's a league player yeah. moves over. That's got. That's got to be an interesting market. Well, any time anyone comes on holiday to England, they just try and claim them. So I think, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you do your hair like his in his honour? I mean, that's why it's no longer there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you say, it's slightly hard to believe at the moment, Dad. But that's that's very rude of me to say. I've only met you a few times. Um, we may as well indulge ourselves in a bit more lies chat, though. Um, one thing that we were saying off air that's quite interesting is that. Um, there's always injuries on the Lions tour and with Wales being in the vicinity there's a fairly high likelihood that someone's going to get called up mid-tour isn't there so what I'd like you to do chaps is to uh, to say who the player you expect to be called up from the Wales squad to play midweek for the Lions or maybe more than midweek maybe maybe get a test for the Lions okay shall I wait yeah, in first yeah go on you, you go first mate I'm going to go with Rob Evans non-Evans <laughs> non-Evans <laughs> Rob Evans. Rob Evans, they, right. Well, they both do a job. They would, yeah. She's pretty powerful, isn't she? Very powerful. Um, can you see that? So what, what's she thinking? It's likely to, do you think it's likely to be a front row, so a traditional place? Yeah, it's going to be... You always use two, um, you know, you use your full bench every time you play, don't you? You, know, yeah. you always get the front row come on, so... It's going to be so demanding, isn't it? It's a pretty, pretty tight schedule. Um, Rob's... Probably there or thereabouts, isn't he? He's pretty pretty close to the to getting a call up. Um, certainly in the loose, anyway. I mean, it pains me to say it, but someone is probably going south with Wales. Scott Andrews. The travesty of him getting a Lions cap uh, would cause many a nightmare. As you say, there's been some these these uh, strange stories over the years where you've had Tom Court playing for the Lions because. He's Australian, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was out there at the time. You know, obviously you had Shane getting off a plane last time round because he was covering it um, as a broadcaster. 
And then, you know, you've had Andy Nicolou's on holiday getting a call up. But sure, I mean, Scott Andrews would top all of that, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't think Scott Andrews would believe it if someone rang him. It's uh, a guy who's been a guy who's been booed by his own fans <laughs> playing for Wales. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be a highly unlikely. Well, it'd be a an incredible story if that did happen. But it's not it's not unthinkable, is it? No, it's not. It also brings a bit of fun into it as well, isn't because it? Because you, what you could easily have is a game without looking at the fixtures, um, without having the fixtures in front of me, is you could have a game where you've got someone who is set to play for Wales. So you've got a member of the touring party going. So Rob Evans and Samson Lee. You know, I'm guessing mm-hmm. if Lee doesn't go on the Lions, I think it's probably a bit of a I think it's a coin toss at the moment whether he does or he doesn't. I um, think he's out. Yeah, I, I think he, yeah. I think he's he's out for me at the moment. Um, um, so if, if him, you know, if him and uh, and Rob Evans are set to start, um, you know, and that clash coincides with uh, coincides with the Lions game, they might go, okay, right, we'll have one of the have one of the touring parties. So I don't know, maybe Scott Andrews isn't the most ridiculous thing in the world. I think for me, the, the lightest place we are currently as a as a four nations is seven. So obviously we've got Warbs. We hope Tips would go as well. Maybe, just maybe, they don't want to fly someone else out and they're going to take a lot of six and eights. Mm. Ellis Jenkins is my bet. Oh, it's a okay, good shout. Interesting out. shout, yeah. Yeah, it's a good shout, isn't it? Okay. What were you commenting about? Is, 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 is it his shirt that you saw? Yeah, on, he's, uh, um, there's, a, uh, there's a rugby website you can buy former um, stash of uh, various rugby clubs. Oh, yeah. He's on there. He's double XL. He doesn't look like a big boy. Yeah, he's, you, you they all are though, really, aren't they? Well, like, Felice was a five X, <laughs> but I think I think that's only limited by the fact they stopped making them after five. five it's like he's been he's been fitted at millets, like exactly. by people who usually make tents. <laughs> yeah, five X, that's ridiculous. It is right. Anyone ask me for my my prediction on this one? <laughs> you're, you're itching, aren't you? Yeah, um, on, I'm, it's not as outlandish as he though. I'm going for Dan Bigger. Oh, so you don't think he's going to go? No, I think he might be tempted to only take two outside halves mm. on the tour um, although failing that I think he might take three and Dan Bigger misses out on it I think Sexton's a certainty Farrell's a certainty then I think to be honest you can make a case for, for George Ford or Finn Russell over Dan Bigger based on how you know how Wales are kind of playing I know I know he's he is kind of a favourite of Gatland's but you know how long Gatland persisted with Priestland over over Dan Bigger for a very long time. So I could see Bigger missing out as well, didn't he? Priestland beautifully. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm, I've never been his yes. biggest fan, to be honest. Um, I know, like, I know, loads of people love him, and in West Wales, they they absolutely can't get enough of him. But I don't know. He never. I just think yeah, he went through so many bad games. Yeah, I was a fan. I was a, I was a fan of his, but he. Uh, yeah, confidence issues. And he yeah, one bad, one one little mistake early on, and his game went. To, yeah, went to I, I think I've never, yeah, I've never been a, yeah. a massive fan of fly halves. That you know that it's such a hard position to play. That if someone gets on top of you, you yeah. your head goes. And you know you've seen good, where, good club rugby players that yeah. have come undone at international level. Well, bigger, bigger's head doesn't tend to go, does it? And no, as it you doesn't. Pointed out Gatlin. He is a massive, massive. Uh, Admirer, isn't he, of, uh, of Bigger? He's an admirer, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a done deal. Um, no, I don't, on the I don't think So I can see him Finn Russell, Finn Russell, Finn Russell <clears throat> you know, you'd say would deserve to go. But in those big, I can see Gats. I, I can't see him Russell. I can't see him taking him. But I could see him taking um, Ford. I, I, I think if he was gonna, if he was gonna take one kind of more lightweight ten with a few defensive issues, he'd be I'd more like, to go I'd like them to take Ford actually because it's it's. It's be quite an exciting move, but I don't think they'll do. It. He'll do it because he has to be. He has to be looked after. Tell you what, and over what, there, he, he would be. 
he'd be exposed. Someone he? we haven't mentioned, who I think I would take ahead of both of those, and he's a vastly improved player, is Paddy Jackson. I was about to say, mm. the, the, one of the only ones of that group to have beaten New Zealand in the last yeah. 12 months. The only yeah. one, probably. Exactly. So, I mean, I think he is improved. Um, it depends, I get ultimately, if Farrell goes as a 12. Because if he goes as a 12, all of a sudden, you know, Paddy Jackson, bigger, yeah. etc., yeah. all come into the fray, don't they? They do. I could, see, yeah, I could see him going as a, going as a twelve because I, th- you know, I think Sexton is going to be someone that he's going to want in that side mm-hmm. somewhere, um, or not somewhere. So I think he's going to want him at ten, um, and I would too actually. And I think if you've got Farrell outside him, we played most of his international rugby at twelve mm-hmm. for the last year, probably longer now, um, and he looks pretty comfortable there. You've got two ball players in the back, so and partnership. Yeah. You'd have Murray at nine. And all of a sudden, it starts to tick, doesn't it? Yeah. I, no. I'd like to see Farrell at 10. Would you, what, over Sexton? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah I'd really, uh, really like to see that. I'd, I'm with you boys. I don't know whether it's going to happen. But um, I'd love to see him at 10. Interesting, yeah. I mean, lots of, um, lots of speculation. This is the beauty about it, isn't it, really? Is everyone's kind of got a theory on it. Um, what I'd like to do when it comes to the squad announcement is kind of run some kind of, some kind of competition on it. So I don't know whether it's just something between us, some kind of forfeit, because this is what happened to me four years ago, is I did this with a mate, and I lost out by one. I was convinced I knew what the score was going to be, and I lost out by one. Um, and the forfeit was that you had to pay for a curry for him and his missus and me and my missus. And it, I think it took him about a year to cash it in. But when he did, they actually went to the length of getting the, uh, the owner of the, the restaurant to write out a fake bill for 500 quid. <laughs> I was like, I looked at it. I was like, oh my god! I started looking. I'm not very good at maths anyway. And I started looking, and it was like he was even itemised. So he just put lots of stuff on there. I was like, oh god! And I started looking at the first thing. I thought, oh god, I'm actually going to have to shell out 500 notes now. A fifty then, pound popadon. Yeah. And, oh well, yeah. It wasn't quite, but it was. You know, there was. It was believable. Yeah, yeah. Believably extortionate yeah. curry. I was <laughs> like, I was like, you didn't come to Birmingham to pay 500 quid for a for a yeah. curry. Um, See, I'm wondering whether we should run yeah, some kind of forfeit system yeah. for that, or maybe even open it up to open it up to the listeners as well. If you submit your um, yeah, your I mean, entries to us, I'll be, I'll maybe be we'll up. dig out a prize. Maybe we'll have a, a night with Dan Killick. I'll yeah. be up, I'll be up for that on the curry. It's a punishment. <laughs> as the forfeit. Do you remember that cu- that, that curry house in Cardiff talking about not, curry talking about curry and, and prices? There was a place when I was in uni in Cardiff on I think it was City Road. I can't remember the name of it. I think we we went there once. It was all you can eat. I'm pretty sure it was a pound ninety nine. <laughs> All the meat was on the bone. But you just, you, you just had, you could just have. It was like troughs of it. Yeah. Um, the states on some of the people in there they were almost sort of drinking from these, uh, from these vessels. I think all the bone was on the meat. Then there wasn't much meat in memory. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember we went yeah, there? It's dreadful. Yeah, one ninety nine. Yeah, you felt, you felt horrendous after it. That's uh, you, yeah. you would go back as the pricing. There was, there was a place where I went to uni, which Ollie will tell you about, in, um, in Southampton called Manzils, that was open till at least three in the morning. And it was just, obviously, just aimed at the student market. And, you know, it was generic, spicy slop. It was really quite yeah. horrible food. But the fact that it was open and served booze till, um, till really late. The first time I went in there, Ollie was in there with his, with his brother, Greg, um, and we'd been, we'd been playing rugby. And Greg had thrown a whole jug of water over Ollie, and Ollie was smashing whole poppadoms over Greg's head. It was like that was the kind of, but that was no one was, was batting an eyelid. It was just like that was standard behaviour. That was standard behaviour in yeah. there. Yeah. Keep going, boys. 
Yeah, that was it. It was just like, yeah, you know, six more beers. I, I need. If anyone knows the name of that place in City Road, I, I need it because if I lose, that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, yeah. there's inc- there's an incentive. Yeah. Who'd have thought it? But uh, yeah, I think we'll um, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely crack on with that because that'll be um, that'll be quite an interesting competition and yeah, plenty more Lions chat to come in uh, in the the weeks coming up. As I said before, we plan to kind of to be harder to do as well than ever than it probably ever has been, won't it? In terms of picking, I mean, if you were one out, that's that's impressive. I doubt any of us will be one out this year. Oh no, I wasn't one out. As in, I got one wrong. I was one short of what my mate had selected. Oh okay. I think I did all right. I mean, I can't remember what the tour party was. Thirty-seven probably, and I got maybe thirty of them, and he got thirty-one. So there's a few idea. I can't remember who the. Yeah, it'd be good, good fun, that Yeah, I seem to remember nailing my colours to the mask and mm. saying that Greg Laidlaw was going to go because he could cover nine you and love, ten. You love Laidlaw. I've got a massive soft spot for Laidlaw, yeah. Because yeah. do, do you remember he played ten quite a bit for Scotland? Yeah. I remember he was playing there, he was playing there when, um, that, when we won a Grand Slam in 2012. Yeah. He played there at ten. And Your beard's like, like it, isn't it? Is, that actually? is it? Yeah. yeah def- definitely. Fair, carried a bit more timber than Laidlaw. Yeah, just, just a little bit bigger. But my service is fractionally quicker. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, today is a, um, a momentous day for Europe, whichever way you look at it. Article there, Article 50 has been triggered, which is a seamless segue into us uh, previewing some European rugby. With us, uh, with us being fans of Welsh rugby, it's, uh, it's sadly in the, the second tier at the moment, but some interesting fixtures nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to start with Ospreys versus Stad. Um, Ospreys last week, Dan, I mean, you, you called this one that they were going to lose to Tavizo. And, uh, and sure enough, the, the most unlikely results happened. Exactly. There was a lot of laughing, wasn't there, going on when yeah. I called it? So much so that I bottled it. And I think I actually I actually then said, no, no, the Osp- Ospreys to win, didn't I? But um, Ospreys bounced back um, against, uh, against that. I think it was just a blip. Mm. It was a pretty poor game, wasn't it? Um, Dav, you said you watched the highlights or the lowlights. I mean, there um, weren't many highlights. I'm no, honest, you. no. What did you think of uh, Keelan's... Uh, Efforts. Well, I mean, he looked great in the. Basically, it was a gif. It was a fifteen-second highlight, and yeah, it was. He um, he looked yeah. great when he scored, but I can't imagine what he's like for the seventy-nine minutes. Yeah, he could be coming back to the Lions. I think he could be somebody that might get a like a Christian Wade style. Yeah, over he goes. If we get a few injuries, uh, injuries out wide, but. Um, yeah, who do you who do you think uh, the Ospreys? And, uh, I do fancy the Ospreys. Actually, I've been you know as we said a number of times, I've been impressed with the way they. They've um, they've got their act together this year after a tough year yeah. last year. Obviously, Alan Jones missing for um, for a while, which is a which is a blow. But I think they've got I think they've got the strength in depth. Have opportunity for Rory Thornton. If if they pick him, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to say here on the Wednesday. I, I could look at it and go right. You know, is he is he definitely going to make that? Um, is he definitely going to make that side? He's a player I really like though. Yeah, he's rated high. He's twenty. He's twenty two, isn't he? He's twenty two uh, now. Yeah, twenty two. Been in. Obviously, he's probably picked up a fair bit of, uh, fair bit of experience from being around the Welsh camp. I heard an interview with him. He seemed to seem to be enjoying it. Mm. Um, but we need to we need to start playing him a bit more now, don't we? He seems he's to be rating. enjoying it. It's all those one ninety nine curries he's going for. That's what it is. Yeah, probably. Just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. What is the name of that place? It's <laughs> killing me. Um, I'll get it later. Do you rate Thornton? Oh, I think he's he's had a good run at the Ospreys this year, isn't he? I would be surprised yeah. if he doesn't start this weekend. I know that he's a big man, isn't he? And he's I a think tall that's what man, they, um, yeah. He's a heavy man. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start. Have I seen him set the world on fire? Not not yet, but he is young and he's a lot learning his trade. So yeah. let's see. 
I think it is one of those positions you mature you mature into a bit because yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of technicalities. Um, yeah, and I say that as someone who was who never matured into. I got worse and worse the more I played the second. <laughs> <level>. <laughs> um, it's not easy at 22, is it? I mean, he'll be he'll toughen up, but he'll probably be coming into his peak at around 28. Well, yeah, maybe. Hopefully, it'll be a bit um, a bit before that. But yeah, generally, I think I think the Ospreys will. Um, you know what is technically a home fixture. Um, I'm not entirely sure how ticket sales have gone for um, for that. They look pretty um, pretty well priced. Yeah. Um, again, I think you know people will go will will go to to watch that. I think they'll I think they'll have the edge over over Stabron, say. Um Yeah, I think there's enough strength in depth. I imagine they'll go for um, they'll go for bigger at ten. Um, yeah. yeah big they, game, but again, I think Sam Davis will get enough to have an impact on the game. Um, again, good choices at nine. They've had all season two. I think you know when Webb's been off, Haberfield's been fantastic. I think he's made a massive step. Yeah, I thought Haberfield um, was unlucky to be to not be in the Welsh squad. He's, I thought he's I thought he's been really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ospreys will just have just have too much with bigger there at the uh, at the helm, marshalling things. Yeah, and um, interesting kind of traditional rivalry over in the West Country as uh, Blues head off to play Gloucester. That's um, I mean, on paper, it's a brilliant tie because you know there's been so many fantastic um, meetings between the two sides, both historically and in recent years too. Um, but they're two sides not really hitting their straps at the moment. They're not, but I mean, I think it's a tough fixture for the Blues. Whilst you know, whilst they were much improved last week against Leinster, you know, the fact they were even in that game defied all logic. Really, they got totally beaten up mm. up front. Anscombe on a dry park. Worked wonders actually, um, and played the backslide the best they could with the scraps they were fed. But you look at this Gloucester team, and you know you obviously got Hibbard making a huge late surge for Lions himself in there. You've got two huge locks, and a thrush from New Zealand's a decent player. Their back row is great. So Gloucester got a bit of a monster pack. They I know they got some injuries at centre, but I think for the Blues last week, their tight five had a real tough examination. I expect the same this week, and you know can they? Can they continue to live off scraps as a backline with that sort of service? I really doubt it. So whilst I, you know, would hope to go there, Gloucester aren't the most formidable of English sides. I just fear that our quality up front could be telling, and unfortunately, that might be too much for us. Do you think the same, Dad? <clears throat> yeah, I think Dav's probably spot on there. I mean, their tight five just isn't up to it. And any any team that's uh, coming up against coming up against the Blues is going to is going to be liking the opportunity, aren't they? To Having a, having a real go with them up front I mean um, Anton Pereskovili is that spot on? Fantastic jeez yeah, yeah. it's getting better practicing that it's getting better isn't it um, Danny Wilson commented that he had a he had a bad back well, he, he must have he must have a continual bad back because he is he, he's not up to the mark is he? No. at all um, why was he in the side if he had a bad back? well exactly um, I, I don't know and and the, the, the scrum was the scrum was, was poor again wasn't it so They'll be they'll be really targeted there, and then the Blues do will do as you know as best they can off uh, of probably uh, back football. But coming back to Dab's point, Anscombe was was brilliant. I mean that try when he sort of he danced around uh, a Richie Col- a Richie Collins style um, o- o- over the top over the top pass. Um, the pace by Dacey, yeah, yeah, um, to go on the outside. Obviously, he used to be in the back used to be a back yeah. row player, didn't he? His his hair was and it showed flying, there, didn't it? Was yeah. flying in the wind. Yeah, he was off. He's had a great. A great season. He's had a really good season, yeah. A really good season, yeah. Coming, coming to his own, and then the offload to Thomas Williams. 
I mean, that was a brilliant try. His other try was great as well. I mean, he bagged two scores again. I mean, it's almost yeah. like it feels as though we're talking about the same things you talked about at the start of the season, though, if you look at that game and go, oh, the Blues backs did really well. Are they a bit lightweight up front? Um, but they look a different side on a dry track, particularly yeah. Anscombe. Um, but again, Thomas Williams is a player who's flying at the start of the season um, based on you know when the weather was a bit, a bit better. I wonder how much of that is kind of it's playing into it, and they, the fact that they haven't been able to grind it out in in games where it's it's been slashing it down over the over the winter. Yeah, they they're definitely a, uh, they definitely play better when the when the sun's out. But um, as we all know, it's uh, it's often very very wet, isn't it, in Wales? Well, they're going to have to address that for next season, aren't yeah. they? They've got to invest up front. I mean, there's a rumor this week about Thomas Francis popping over the bridge, isn't there? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, but, right, this is this is one. Okay, for Blues, I think that'd be a decent a decent signing at a tight head. I, I'm still not a hundred percent sold on Tom Francis, if I'm honest. But at club level, I think he's better than any of the options they've got at tight head. You like his haircut, don't you? Great haircut, and I, you know, he's, no arguments about that. He knows very, what he's very doing. Very media. Do you think? Well, yeah, I can see you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that's whether that. Uh, whether that kind of dictates it being very media or not. But um, uh, but on the other hand, right, this is a guy, he's still got two years to run on his contract. There's talk of this being a an NDC signing. What, what the hell? You know, that's, that's not what that money's there for, to buy props. Who, uh, how old is Tom Francis? I think he can't be that young. I don't actually know his age. I think he's in his mid-twenties. He's in his mid-twenties, right. Really. But buying him two years out of his contract, a guy who's... You know, he qualifies to play for Wales, but probably didn't want to. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm being overly harsh well, I, th- here, I, th- but I think the ND, whatever they're called, the NDCs, NDCs, yeah. NDCs, it feels a bit like the council at the end of the year when they've got a bit of money left over. Yeah. The blue, they always go and paint the roads. And I think, you know, you look at... Yeah, exactly, potholes get filled. And I yeah. think if... Um, it's all potholes and chimney pots. It is, yeah, all property boys. But I think, uh, you know, the Blues obviously had the money earmarked for Halfpenny. That hasn't worked. And I think if they were making the signing on their own accord, they obviously wouldn't be able to invest as much. The WIU have offered them up the money. And, you know, the, the people outside Wales, you look around, obviously Jamie Roberts is a bit long in the tooth now. He wouldn't buy him out of his deal. No. Priestland's just signed a new deal at Bath. Falatel's out of, you know, you can't get him, can't get Charteris. So actually, when you look around, there aren't that many left. I mean, throwback for you. I think Ben Broster's still going at Bayritz. <laughs> So, I mean, they could spend a bit of it on that, BB. but I don't, um, I think, you know, he's unfortunately because it is an NDC deal, he probably is the one viable solution. Well, can that it. money not be spent though on looking at younger talent within Wales and ensuring that they stay there rather than uh, well, I think it's, I think it's three though. The Blues are actually well stocked with young talent, and I think yeah. the problem this year is whilst they maybe have still got one or two things to learn the scrum, they haven't had those sort of quality threes who are in the pinnacle of their career to fall back on as well as the youth you know we've still got Scott Andrews still got Felice and actually what we could do with is both those guys moving on at the end of the year for various reasons Felice just purely because he's been a great servant and needs to move on exactly one more year one more but I think you know they do need that bit of quality week in week out of three which you know look at Gloucester this week John Ofoa one of the best tires in Europe we are nowhere near that we need that yeah Cardiff need Kind of need uh, a scrummaging prop to come in that's up to the mark in, in, instantly. My problem um, is that when you know you've got a week where Dragons are potentially getting bought out by the union, and the whole kind of 
it's one of those where it makes you question. It makes you question a lot of things, and you just look at it and go, "Well, is is it really what those national dual contracts are put in place for? Just to strengthen Cardiff Blues yeah. tight head options?" It's good to see, and it's good to see uh, another Welsh player coming back, coming back to the regions, isn't it? And he's got. I don't know. I, I can't get that excited by it. I'd, you know, from I think it's a decent signing for, for me. It'd be. A, I think it's a strong signing because Cardiff are crying, is, but, are crying out. They're not going to be able to get anywhere without. You know, they're they're buying him two years out of a of a, a contract from an Aviva Premiership club, which again doesn't come cheap. I just think there there must be a better way to spend do, that money than there is get, on a. If they don't, you'll get tight. You'll get you'll get tied in, and then it's sort of when do you do it? So what? Let Exeter pay his wages. Mm. I think they've got to. They've got, they've to, got to do sure. something. They, yeah, they've got to act for sure. Who? who yeah, they who, can. Who but I'm not. I just don't think it should be the union that stumps up the cash for it. Look, I think we're t- talking about Cardiff wasting NDC money. We've already got Anscombe at ten. So I mean, let's, I, I think we've got Preston here. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And I just think you know, I almost think it was the same when when Bradley Davis went back to went back to the Ospreys. Mm. You're gonna, yeah, okay, again, yeah. he, was, he, had, he had a year on his yeah, contract. Yeah. I think yeah, he had a year they bought him out of. You think like, they don't need locks at the yeah. Ospreys? They did. They didn't need that to add, um, you know, to add on top. So the, the, you know, this again, and that comes yeah, back that. to our point in part one of can you trust? Um, can you trust the union to successfully manage players moving in between unions if things were to yeah. move down more of a? That was a, a more peculiar move though, because of the strength and depth they've got in the second row, isn't it? But for me, um, Francis. He'll he'll do a he'll do a much needed job. Yeah, that bit's that bit's not in um kind of isn't in question for me. I think he'll do a much better job than any three that I think Anscombe will be Anscombe will be jumping up and down, he'll be pretty happy with it, won't he? What's that? Take a bit of heat of him? Well no, just a bit of the, the, Oh just a bit of go forward in the pack. Yeah. Yeah. It'll firm up things. Yeah, well yeah, that, no doubt it'll be um it'll be a decent um a decent signing. Just rounding up on another bit of um kind of Pro twelve news, so again going back to the fixtures from last week. So kind of improved uh, Dragon's side um lost to Ulster in the end. I mean it's always gonna be a tough ask that side, but I thought they played a lot better than I thought to be than I was expecting. Yeah, big big performance, wasn't it? A lot of lot of passion there, trying Yeah, Lewis tried. Evans is two hundredth. Yeah. Game for game what a, for the region. What a player! Yeah, I love him. Just, just give, a just a warrior. Given absolutely gives mm. e- gives everything, doesn't he? Every single game, um, as the dra- as as they often have done, they they've given everything, but just lack that bit of quality. Yeah, um, it was a definite step up from what we've seen in um, in recent yeah. months, though, where we've seen some pretty gutless stuff. Yeah. And I thought um, I, I thought they would the change. You know, they I reckon the players will be excited about by what's happening, um, and they've. They clearly reacted in a in a positive way, so it seems um, from the performance on the weekend. Anyway, um, and change you know change is is often good in terms of, in terms of sort of staff, isn't it? And uh, I think the coaches will be will have to sort of prove themselves, prove their worth. So I think we'll continue to see better performances now from the Dragons um, moving into the last stage of the season. Really. Yeah. Well, there's nothing on the line. Um, Scarlets beat Edinburgh. At home as well, which is, I mean, it's, it was by no means the complete performance, um, but some some good stuff within there too. Reese Patchell caught the eye. Yeah, that was a, oh, it was a great try, wasn't it? He's um, that we've often said, haven't we? That his 
He's so quick. Yeah. And people often don't realise how yeah. pacey it is. He has got some serious, serious gas. We, we saw him down at Cardiff, didn't we, when he opened, when he opens up. And he, he, there's not many people that could, that could catch him, even, even the wingers. Um, yeah, good to see him back on form. Took it really well, didn't he? He was definitely blowing after that try. <laughs> Probably needed to come off and have yeah. have, a, have a rest. I think the whole team um, were blown after forty. You know, they got the bonus point within forty minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, value for money yeah. wise, Scarlet's fans must feel like they should have paid half price because the second half there wasn't a point, was there? Yeah, they went to bed, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah it was. Um, it was a strange, a strange old game, but nonetheless, points wise, something that uh, you know, definite, definitely the win that Scarlet's needed to to kick on towards the uh, towards the playoffs, which is still looking like a. Um, like a real possibility. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna. They, it's definitely gonna happen, isn't it? Uh, this time around. Well, you... I, I think they've got the easier run in. Um, you know, versus Ulster. Um, it, it is it's Ulster and Scarlets, and they look like yeah, the, the two yeah. for that fourth um, for that fourth spot. So you know, I think they've probably got the the easier run in, and they'll. I think they've got a fancy themselves. Just make sure they finish the season strongly, rather than what happened last season. Um, well, they should only get stronger, shouldn't they? With the Welsh, the Welsh boys coming back in, but then they yeah. should. But they had such a bad finish to last year. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think they're a much better. They're a much better unit this time. And as we've said before, I think the, the strength in depth, the mm. players that they've brought into the first team this season, um, the likes of Elias and Boyd um, uh, and Jonathan Evans have, have made a real difference. So that it's given them proper depth within the squad, whether the Welsh boys are there or not. They're yeah. better up front this year, aren't they? Oh yeah, they improved the second yeah. row, and that, that boy Burn in the yeah. second row has been a really he good signing. Yeah, he probably won't be hanging around for a while, for much longer, will he? I mean, he's absolutely quality. Back over the Celtic sea. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant player, and um, someone I think we need to we need to um, give a little hand to as well is uh, Shingler. He's you love Shingler, don't you? Well, he's he offers something totally, totally different. Um, a cricketer. He's wait, <laughs> cricketer. Yeah. He's a good he player. He was great, wasn't he? Yeah. He's a he's a great player. Great in the line out. Great around the park. Good tackler. I think he hasn't. He didn't have that many. He didn't have great games for Wales, did he? Oh, I, see, what, I, I remember. Him, I remember watching him play at seven. One against South Africa. He's had one yeah. good game. For Wales. No, yeah, I, I remember watching him play yeah, for seven against. Warburton pulled out of. Um, was it Warburton pulled out of a um, a game against Scotland, which Tipperick was also injured for in 2012, and Shingler played at seven. I remember him doing a good yeah. job that day. I've always quite liked him. I've, I, rate, never, I, rate, yeah. I rate him, and he's he's. It's not. It's not like we're we're short. We're not short on. Yeah, back no, row. we're not. We're not short on back row options at all, are we? But um, it's good to see him playing so so well. Yeah, I mean, you could, you know, you could have a you have five Wales teams, and you'd be confident in the back row going down to the to the fifth team. Yeah. Other positions. When have we had, when have we up. ever had this as well? The strength and depth like this. Well, in certain positions, though, isn't it? And you get to the front row, and all of a sudden, you're going, "Okay, no, we desperately need some." Uh, Scott Andrews and Dava playing in the front row, and and you think, "Okay, one of us deserves it." <laughs> <laughs> poor old, poor old uh, Scott. He's got some great hands, but he's a prop. Yeah, but they, the people, the people talk about he's that. Just in the wrong body. He's, isn't um, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, needs, yeah. He, he should be a ten. Don't let any other tens hear you saying that. So, yeah, talking talk good hands though. I don't know if uh, you managed to catch the uh, the under 18s um, Some great tries in there, and some really nice, uh, some really nice skills uh, in beating England, which is no mean feat at any age grade. Yeah, these days that's, that's not easy, is it? No, it's not. I, mean, I missed the game, but uh, did you did you catch no, it? No, I missed it as well. Yeah, great punditry this eh? Yeah, no, we we, uh, we both missed it. You better. I've seen better the highlights team. if that helps. 
But it does, yeah. No, there was a huge amount of rugby on, wasn't there, over the uh, over the weekend, wasn't it? So it was yeah. one, one too many. But I'll, it I'll is, but it's, ma- it's massively encouraging. Yeah. You know, especially when we're talking about having players to, um, uh, you know, having players coming through the system and and playing good competitive rugby at age grade level. Some yeah, of the results of, like that are definitely encouraging, and that's some of the those boys, Grand Slam was like some of those boys as well will be will be our boys, no doubt. What do you mean? The eighteens. Well, they probably could be. They could be playing for Wales, couldn't they? Well, the Welsh one. Some of them. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd hope no, a few of them would be. Yeah. No, the no the English. They always have. They always have a number that uh, that could that could have played for Wales. That's true, but again, do you know what? I reckon they're probably saying on whatever the, the Tongan equivalent of this uh, of this podcast is. They're probably saying exactly the same thing about. Uh, about us and stealing Falatau and England stealing uh, stealing the Vunapolas, you know. You can make a case either way, I suppose. Imagine if we had the Vunapolas as well. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad, would it? I don't think they'd have lost the weight that they did in England. No, they didn't have. That's right. <laughs> um, right. Other than that, I mean, we've, we've pretty much not got a huge amount um, left to cover other than just uh, the last bit of transfer news. So obviously we touched on, on Tom Francis already. Um, Josh Evans, a player playing... Um, Premiership rugby, uh, Ebba Vale, guy who couldn't seemingly couldn't get a game or didn't get many games at the Scarlets when he was uh, when he was playing there. He's heading off to Bath, mm. joining a kind of you know a, a real kind of expat community over in over at the Wreck. Yeah, as well speaking over there now, isn't it? It looks that way. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of um, a lot of Welsh qualified players over there. Charts is there. Obviously, Toby's there. Uh, Reese Priestland, I think there's a few others. Allison, yeah, there's quite a few over there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's quite enjoyable. I think there's a few more on the coaching staff too. And um, yeah, Halfpenny, this kind of thing rumbles on. Another, this time he's been linked with a move to Bath. That one seems to make sense to me. I could see that happening. But either way, he's laughing all the way to the bank, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Three quarters of a million being banded about. I mean, fair play to him. He hasn't been the most dynamic with ball in hand for the last couple of years. But his goal kicking, goal kicking's commanding that fee, isn't it? So, yeah. fair play to him. He gets what he deserves. And he wins games as well, doesn't he? Yeah. So. Didn't you see? Didn't you say that he, uh, he he tweeted something? Me flying back on economy. Yeah, the other day on his way back from Dubai, he wasn't up front like we'd expect him to be. Man, the people in the back, mm. very much a man after your own heart. Yeah, I like him even more now. Yeah, I bet he, I bet he has a one ninety nine carry as well. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I think Halfpenny just shot. strikes me as. Then it's sort of like a sign. There, yeah. there must be a couple of places like down there. We'll have to do. We'll have to do a curry tour, won't we? Oh, right, cheated, that might be pricey in Gosling. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean it. Of course, I know we've got a hotbed of listeners down there. Yeah. Um, right, that pretty much brings us uh, brings us to a conclusion. As always, ask for um, ask for reviews um, on iTunes. But we have had uh, a review on Audioboom this week as well, which. Um, I'm just digging out now. So again, thanks to uh, Gasman Roy for uh, <laughs> for getting in touch with us uh, for having a brilliant name, if nothing else. Um, uh, another enjoyable podcast, gents. Especially like the roundtable panel, varied opinions, broaden the discussions. Well done. So yeah, there we go. Which is it's been quite nice having uh, Dav and obviously Gareth was with us last week. Um, and yeah, you know, we uh, we w- welcome uh, welcome a lot more opinions. So yeah, drop us a line either uh, by way of a a review or give us a shout on Twitter at Attacking Scrum or on Facebook. You can just search for us, Attacking Scrum, um, and you should be able to find us pretty easily. You've, even you've mastered that, haven't you, Dad? Yeah, just about. Yeah, just about when I showed you how to do it. Yeah, Being yeah. The, the, uh, the resident Luddite of I'm this I'm a lot podcast. better than I was. Are you? Yeah. I wish you struggled with that fan in here. I wish you struggled with an electric fan in the heat basement a minute ago. <laughs> I just pressed it, yeah. handed it over to you to take yeah. the reins. Take care Get of it. Get it working. 
yeah, no, the technology's not my uh, not my forte. It's not, <laughs> is it? And uh, yeah, on that uh, on that wonderful note to finish. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. That point it was true. Mm. You know, and that and that showed during the during the World Cup. I mean, admittedly, Ireland and Wales only got as far as the quarters, but they on that occasion they played a game of rugby that was so intense. And I think if Ireland turn up and do that, and you look at how much they've how far along they've come in these two years, I think I think I think we could be in for all kinds of trouble. I worry about our defensive line. You know, you look at North and Davis are, are not playing that well defensively. Yeah, I mean, our, our line speed, our line speed in that first half against Scotland was was the best. Yeah, it was well, terrific. The best yeah. I'd seen, and then I don't, I don't quite know what happened, as we've said many times. But but you turn off like you do. You know, in that game against Scotland, we were still in it with twenty minutes to go even though we hadn't turned up for 20 minutes. You turn off for 20 minutes against Ireland and they will absolutely pummel you. I think they're a physical side. They play a real intense brand of rugby. And if you give Murray and Sexton quick ball, or even, you know, even side ball, if you give them any time on the ball, they are going to, to yeah, cause they, you problems. They do. They grind They grind teams down, don't they? They sort of they, they keep going, keep going, keep going. But, yeah, I mean, Scotland... Uh, you know, what Scotland have got out wide, they've they've troubled they've troubled everyone. I don't I don't quite see that that threat from them out wide. Um, I but the thing is with Scotland, they've got a great set of backs, so yeah. they will trouble people. You know, whether it's who played in that game, it's Seymour, Maitland, and Hogg, right? Real exciting back three, and who, you know who's playing our back three? Halfpenny and North are in the worst form of their lives, so you, it's all on Liam Williams to do something, and even if, and that's if the ball gets to them. Yeah, I mean they've got to have they've got to have enormous games, isn't it? But it's, North can't he can't have as bad a game as he as he had. He's been he's been warned, isn't mm. he? So, so, so oh right, yeah, I'm um, sure that was so hugely, probably, nothing, probably nothing. was I'm saying. sure that was hugely scary for him. Um, you know, like, if you're going to warn a player, this is where things are going to turn, though. Right, if you want a player, don't pick him on bloody reputation. Then this is it. You know, if you don't think he's been performing, then don't put him in the side. I'm not having this. He was good against Italy stuff because he wasn't. Yeah, he was all right against Italy. The fact that Howdy says we're given another chance. Oh had, yeah, exactly. Yeah, eight, I said it, eight chances. You know, and I, yeah. I really like George North. I rate him so highly as an athlete. I think he's a he is a terrific player. And when he hits those those levels, he's really really hard to beat. But and I hope I'm wrong. I hope he turns up and does it on Friday night. But it's hard to see. This George North does not look anything like the George North of 2013, does it? Yeah, well, he can, he can, yeah, no, he doesn't. And he can do when he's firing, but it's not, I know what you're saying, you're not having a personal, you're not having an attack at him, it's just, it can also help him, can't it? If somebody, somebody else comes in, mm. you pick up, you pick up your ideas, you, you know, you, not that you try hard, because I'm sure he is trying, even though it doesn't look like he's trying to us, but he obviously is. He doesn't want to go out there and have a bad game, but it's just something that may switch from being dropped whacking him on the bench maybe whatever it may be or out you know out of the squad altogether giving someone else a go and 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 who knows and it can if if we know if it's a closed but if it's a closed shot there's no comp, there's no competition and exactly. um we've we've got i don't know it's just everything everything's going to going to spiral isn't it from there? yeah some of my fondest memories of watching wales play have have centered around george north you know that um in fact against ireland in 2012 we bumped, oh. I can't remember who it was, he bumped, possibly Sexton actually. Sexton, wasn't he? He bumped Sexton and then yeah. the little pass out the back of yeah. the hand. Yeah, it's gorgeous, that was. Break against God, England in, in 2013. How good would it be to see that? 
they're that try for the Lions. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want okay. to see that George North again. Came in, didn't he? Came in looking for ball, looking, mm. looking for the ball. He's got to, he's got to look for the ball. He uh, always plays. How many times he touched the ball in Scotland? Three times. Exactly. That's not and the George North that I know. No, and he, he's so he's so much better when he gets when he gets involved. Isn't he? He's got more chances with the ball. But we've got to work. We've got to work him in. And he's he's someone that's lacking confidence. Mm. They've got to, we've got to get him onto the ball early. Whether it be you know whether whether it be him just taking it up, taking contact, just a few few touches, even if he's not doing anything fantastic, just to get his confidence up, then mm. he'll start being more vocal, and you know what it's like. It, it'll all kick on from there, isn't it? But it's, he's somebody that can that can win this for us, and we've got to get him involved early. Okay, right. We've uh, we've got kind of coming to the end of the the podcast this week then. Few bits and few bits of bobs to kind of finish up on. Just before we get on to kind of transfer news and reviews and stuff, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts on Friday night games are. I, I'm not a fan of them at all. I mean, um, I've heard that we're going to be getting rid of them, aren't we, in the ne- over the next few years? Oh, I hadn't heard that. I yeah. bloody hope that's the case. Yeah, I think so. Yes, it's it's not great, is it? I mean, the we we miss out on um, probably a lot of bar takings. You know, in terms in terms of in terms of in terms of Wales itself, yeah, um, it's not great for fans, is it? Traveling, having transports, to, garbage, taking a, taking a day off um, or half a day, it's just it needs to be a Saturday. It needs to be a Saturday. I actually don't like Sunday either. No, I don't. I mean, it's one of those it's, where, like, if it was Ireland Scotland on a Friday night, I'd always think, oh, cracking! Actually, I've a couple of beers after work and watch that game. But if it's your own team. It's appalling for fans. Yeah, it's not great. It's Even if we're watching on telly, it's not the same. Because you look at it, you, you know what I mean? That wait, When you wake up on a Saturday morning, you have that anticipation of going, shit, this is match day. Yeah, you have your, you have your breakfast, you read, you know, you read the yeah, papers or you go paper, online or whatever it may, you know, whatever it may. Stick on, whatever. Well, you, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you... Pop a carling in the fridge. That's it. But you, um, you don't get that on a Friday night. No. I really, I just, I can't, I can't abide them. And I'm sure, you know, it's great for the TV audiences and growing that, but I, I hate the fact that it's Wales playing on a Friday night. I, I, can, I can kind of live with it if it's, you know, if it's Ireland, Scotland, or, you know, England, Scotland, or something like that. I'd be, okay, great, cracking, I'll, I'll do that. But when it's, when it's your own team, it's horrendous in not being on a You don't see England playing on a Friday night, do you? No, you don't. I, I don't know. I know Wales, ran, Wales Online ran a story this week about why Wales play on a... Friday night because it's always bloody us. Yeah. Has there been a Friday night game without us in it? I don't think there I don't has. Think so. No, it's always us. So it's us and France and us and England and now us and Ireland. And just I don't know, it's just it's hideous. It's, and again, it's it's point blank kind of treating fans with contempt. Yeah, well, a lot of fan, a lot of fans as well aren't in aren't in the position where they can they can take a day. You know, not everyone can take a day off, hmm. can they? Well, exactly. You know, we're we're looking at it going, okay, right. So we got to get back from from London to Wales. That's a pain in the ass, but you've got people from North. You know, if you're coming from North, North Wales, Wales well, West, you, if you're coming from Westwood, Netflix, yeah. to Cardiff on a Friday night, and the, and the kickoff is at eight o'clock, it's almost like an assumption that everybody, every lives lives uh, lives thirty seconds to the yeah. ground. You know, exactly. It's just crazy, and you know, and even then, if you you know if you if you live and work in Cardiff, it could still be a ball lake to get to. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing for me, I just think, is, is treating fans with contempt. And that's the, that's the stuff I really do yeah. hate. Yeah. Saturday, but you know, the Sunday one you can just about live with. But I, again, I hate it when Wales play on Sunday. I don't like I it. I hate it. Yeah, it's, it's a Saturday. 
it's always typically been Saturday, Saturday mm. game day, and there's just a lovely feeling, isn't there, when you wake up and you know it's game day. Mm. And um, I, I hope we don't uh, we don't ever lose that. No, I hope so too. But yeah, again, this week we've had uh, sorry, this year we've had what one Sunday game, one Friday game, a uh, a late kickoff against England, which is the best. I love the the yeah. late kickoffs. And then what else have we got? So we've got uh, I don't know what time we play France. No, I'm not sure what time that is. No, can't remember. Probably Mid- should know that. Midnight. <laughs> Maybe it was midnight. I I watched a game of rugby before you turned up, Dan. Anyway, right. Bit of transfer news. Obviously, there's only one real big transfer news this this week. You may have spotted former Springbok fullback and Leicester yeah, fullback Zane Kirsten has turned yeah. up down at the Dragons. Yeah. I'm asking you what you make of that, Dan Killick. I did not expect that. I've got to be honest. I was I was kind of shocked when I saw that. Um, yeah, sign of uh, sign of things to come. Do you think? Good, possibly. If I mean, I know it's still a long way off being done, but do you feel like this is kind of the the WOE takeover kind of starting to show its um, uh, show you, itself? You wonder, don't you? We haven't seen anything like this, have we, in years and years and years and years? So it's um, a bit of a coincidence. Yeah, to be fair, he's, he's thirty-two years old. He's probably in the twilight of his career. But would I yeah, rather but... have Zane Kirshner playing at fifteen or? Carl Meyer or Tom Pridey. I know he's and coming to the end, but still, that's you know, it's, it's they've managed to get him, mm. managed to get him to the Dragons. You know, it's it's not going to be an attractive proposition, is it, um, at the moment? So yeah, I think it it, it probably does. Mm. Uh, um, it probably is linked to the WRU involvement there. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we will see. Dan Ron- Carter. <laughs> Dan Carter, yeah, yeah, sure. Rumored. Is he, is he <laughs> Dan Carter, Jesus. Yeah. There's the there's a thought. He wouldn't get in ahead of Nick McLeod anyway, would he? <laughs> you've, um, you've been very diplomatic about yeah, that. Yeah, um, no, no comment. Yeah, no, he certainly wouldn't. Right, reviews is it's kind of where we always finish. So again, if you... Um, I know I bang on about this every week, but if you subscribe on iTunes, you drop us a review, you're helping out um, a pair of fans like us who are just trying to, um, just trying to create a create a podcast so it makes it much easier for people to find it if you uh, if you subscribe and you drop us a review so a uh, quick shout out for Bread of Heaven 87 Ooh. Don't, know, don't know who he is no imagine or she. Or she imagine it's probably not the real name I think it might just be an iTunes username um, but uh, yeah really nice review from Bread of Heaven 87 that says insightful coverage of all things Welsh rugby the guys really seem to know their stuff, which is very incorrect. Um, a must listen for all proper fans of Welsh rugby. PS, love the coverage during the Six Nations. So that's very kind. So appreciate that a lot. And like we say every week, if you do drop us a review, um, we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out on air. And um, yeah, please, you know, tell your mates, tell them on Facebook, whatever it might be. Because uh, yeah, it just uh, helps us to kind of keep going and the listener numbers that we've seen are really, really encouraging. So, yeah, if you like us, um, yeah, let us know. If you don't like us, let us know as well on Twitter at, um, at Attacking Scrum. I think Twitter's a You're looking at me then, does it at, yeah. Yeah, if you don't like Dan, let Dan know as well. No, I was going to say, I don't know what the, uh, I'd never come up with the at Attack, I don't know what it is. Would you not? Well, I don't know what it is, no. No, no, you're not the greatest, um, you're a bit of a technophobe really, aren't you? Yeah. Chalk and slate. 
Exactly, chalk and slate. Right, on that bombshell, thanks very much for listening. Uh, enjoy the game and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening to Attack and Scrum. Podcast Network.